Initializing recap. The first thing you see is the tree canopy of the forest of Goa. And the second thing you see is the maverick suspended above you, cockpit and bridge, nose facing directly at you, almost like it's staring at you from above. The maverick doesn't exist anymore. It has been pretty much stripped to its base heiress shuttle model. Merrick, you hear whispering and you can't pinpoint where it is or what it's saying, but you just hear like, I don't think we're alone. Don't do any drastic movements. Cody pulls his shotgun out. (laughs) There is a person standing there wearing this wooden mask that has no expression. You suddenly see another figure pop out of the bushes and they're wearing that same sort of expressionless mask. And then you see another one and another one and suddenly there's about 20 of them. I get on my knees, I put my forearms in the air behind my head. A massive armored polar bear comes bounding out of the forest and comes to a screeching halt and then gets up onto its hind legs. You are coming with me. Recap complete. Welcome back to another episode of No Quest for the Wicked. Boys, I have two questions for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. So you're ready to rock? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Merrick's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. More importantly, are you ready to roll? I am. You guys have been shackled to a large wooden pole. It's fairly heavy, and you guys are kind of supporting it on itself, and you guys are alternated. So, Cody, you're on the left. Merrick, you're on the right. Duran, you're on the left. And Duran, it sucks. You're smaller, so you're kind of, like, holding it over your head. Am I even, like, doing anything to help carry its weight at all? (laughs) Uh, There's a reason you've been put on the back. Okay. Is Duran awake? Uh, Yes, you guys have been awakened. It wasn't a, like, strong poison or anything. It was meant to just sort of quickly incapacitate. And the captors that have taken you have taken off their masks and you now get a a decent look at them. You see the giant polar bear is at the front and talking to a Lushinta woman. Is that the one we had chased or the one that gave him a spear? That is the one uh, that you chased. Yes. Okay. Um, The one that gave him a spear was a uh, Vesk who is standing to your right. And there is a smaller Yosoki guard to your left. And then there are two humans uh, bringing up the rear. And you guys notice, oddly enough, that all of these people, despite them being different races, all have one unifying trait and quality is they all seem to have a, a natural element to them. So the vest scales have kind of like this moss that grows intermittently in between them. And the Yosoki's tail almost looks like bark. And the the polar bear has these sort of bark-like vambraces around his wrist that go down over his, his knuckles. 
And the two humans, one has like a small flower blooming out of his shoulder. The other one kind of has this like mossy shoulder pads, like almost like grass on their shoulders. And they're just kind of walking alongside you and keeping pace with you. What do you guys do? Are you okay, Duran? Uh, um, you know, I, I've taken stuff that hits harder than that, but it, the age, it, things catch up to you. Um, I'm assuming all four of my arms are tied to this. Yes. Okay. Uh, thank you for asking, Cody. How you doing? He's still smiling really wide. You're you're finding a lot of <laughs> you're finding a lot of good in this situation, Cody. I saw him. Or, or sorry, I remember him. I remember his name. Alpha. That's fantastic. Durin just nods. <laughs> he doesn't understand, but he just nods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cody's just like, he's so oblivious, he's so happy, he doesn't register your confusion. Well, we now seem to be in an uh, interesting situation there, friends. You know something about this planet, right? A little bit. I did not know about, about a large bear-type creature. Uh, can I roll a life science check on that thing? Yeah. Oh, a hot nine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's an uplifted bear, but uh, aside from that, you don't know much. What do I know about upli- uplifted bears? Like, is he jacked? That they're rad as hell. What makes a bear uplifted? They're the coolest race in the game. Yeah, yeah right. They, uh, you know, I don't think you know with a nine. All right. You've, you've heard of them. You've seen them a few from a distance, but uh, you're not sure. I was out on an expedition once exploring some moon. I can't remember. We came across... My guide just simply said uplifted bear. It's all I know. So what I want to know is, are we heading towards the gift? Or are we heading towards the Badlands? I don't know. Do we see mountains? Um, every now and then you get a glimpse of the massive tree that's in the distance. And it would be, uh, give me a survival check. I'm so glad I didn't put points in it. <laughs> I can still roll it, actually. Never mind. Yeah, let yeah. Me, let me throw it. It's not trained skill. And it is a class that's a 14. Um, yes, judging by what you saw when you guys were crashing, you landed pretty close to the fringe. Mm-hmm. And every now and then you'll see the tree through the when when the, the canopy breaks, you'll see that massive tree and you are moving towards it. Um, so it would stand to reason that you are moving into the gift and away from the fringe. Is this a good thing? I think we're moving towards the gift. Why don't you ask our new friends? Uh, in Vesk, I say... Where are we going, friend? Uh, the Vesk and the Yusoki both look at you, uh, kind of surprised, and they say, It's none of your business. Quit yammering. We'll be there soon. Seems very specifically our business. But okay. And I see the others. They don't want us to talk. Well, that's perfect for an audio-based entertainment platform. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. I turn back to them. I say... <laughs> <laughs> You guys continue walking for a little bit until you reach the tree. And it is this colossal tree. It is several city blocks in diameter. It's fucking massive. It would probably take about two hours to walk like the circumference around it. And there's uh, these large uh, logged Uh, vertical logs uh, around the whole thing, creating a a fence, almost like a crescent-shaped fence with these two massive wooden gates. And when they arrive, the bear 
stomps the spear three times and the the gates swing open and they lead you inside and it is this surprisingly simple but beautiful settlement it is built into one of the nooks of where the roots descend from the trunk and into the ground of the tree and along the roots on the incline of them there is these tree houses that have been built and then there are are you know, other buildings and shops and stuff built along the base of the the ground. And it all sort of cascades in towards the center where there is this one final massive building that seems to be built into the trunk and roots themselves. And you see uh, another like smattering of all different races, but they all seem to have these like uh, natural quirks to them where like there's a Shoki who has like this giant, Uh, mushroom cap on his head and you know things like that all throughout they all seem to have this um and there's a bunch of uh various like animalistic creatures like there's a there's a bunch of frog folk there's rat folk there's cat folk there's there's just a a whole group of these sort of like animal like people amongst uh the more common races of casimal and they lead you to a hole in the ground and execute you and throw you in that's it boys <laughs> the 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 large bear looks at you and says we will release you of your shackles and you will enter the hole in the morning you will face the tribunal can i ask why for your crimes against the federation what are we being charged with terrorism treason murder theft of federation property we we did that one, but we didn't do the other one. No, no, no you, you don't admit things like that. We, we, we deny all these charges. And that is what the tribunal is for. Now get in the hole. How deep is the hole? How deep is the hole? It's it's uh, 10 feet down. Oh. Uh, did they untie Cody? Um, yes, they, they removed the shackles, and the rest of them all draw their weapons and have you guys surrounded. Cody just hops in the hole. Um, also, they've taken close. your weapons, by the way. No, even my cool gloves. No, they probably wouldn't have taken your gloves, but uh, obviously they can't take your Solarian blade. Um, but all your your firearms and your your melee weapons are gone. Uh, what about the uh, the explosive in my cheek pouch? Um, is it apparent that you have something in your cheek pouch? Uh, you know what? I'm leaving that up to you. And uh, I want to know which one of them had to reach into my unconscious mouth and pulled it out. <laughs> um, I th- I think. Mm, you know what? I think they probably do a pretty thorough search, and I think the other Yusuke probably did it. Yeah, and plus, like, if they saw the videotapes, yeah, it makes sense they would pull out, right? Yeah. Yeah, I um, imagine the other Yusuke are like, ah, wait, we got one trick. I always do the old <laughs> cheek bomb. <Yeah. laughs> the old cheek bomb. They un- unshackle you guys, and they wait for you to get in the hole. Cody just steps into the hole immediately. Yeah, Durin will jump in as well. Yeah, I will also get in. Is there anyone down here with us? Uh, nope. It is a just an empty sort of like 10 foot by 10 foot hole. And the sun begins to set and it gets darker and you guys are left alone until there's a slot that gets slid open and a uh, like a, a crate descends into it containing three plates of food. What food? What are we looking at here? Uh, it's a lot of root vegetables. Uh, there mm. is sort of like a, a fairly simply prepared like flank of some sort of meat um, and then a healthy serving of, of greens. 
Oh, they're actually feeding us pretty pretty well then. Oh yeah, no, this is a a shocking prison meal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cody attacks it. I'm going to take this moment to look at Mary. Merrick, we haven't had much time to talk since all that happened, but um, no, we're in prison. Yeah, you know, we we have a a moment. Uh, can't help but notice uh, mm. you happen to recognize the guy that was coming after us. Uh, uh, which, which guy? You mean the man who ripped a tank apart with his bare hands? He punched the tank to death. He did punch a tank to death. Um, I... <laughs> Cody's just like, there's amazement on his features. That was, that was really fucking cool. And that's yes. something that probably shouldn't exist. Friend of yours? We're acquainted. Yes. We have been, well, I guess it's been, gosh... Two, almost three years since I left on my tempering. At the very least, I'm losing track of time, but it's been a couple of years since we met, yes. Any chance he's going to come and save us? Didn't seem like he was happy to see you. He does have a habit of appearing when I least expect him, but I believe that's something we won't want right now. His name is Azim. He's an enigma, a mystery. Everything he does will surprise you. But don't be surprised that everything he does surprises you. <laughs> Cody's like, <laughs> just like his eyes are flicking back and forth as he's like following the thread. I don't know what's going what, on. What's he looking for? He was looking for something. Said you had it. He was pretty adamant about it. Probably after the silver liquid. He took down the cube, I guess, to get it. I've asked as in a million questions over the years, and I don't know if I ever get a straight answer. I don't know why he does what he does. I've never known what his goal is. To me, it always seemed like he was doing exactly what he wanted, which is whatever he wanted. The silver thing. That's what we saw on the ships. That's what we saw dripping out of our friends, Greg and Frag. It's it's what we saw. Now, now Dane, did Steven Stevenson blow up? Was that the guy holding the bomb? Uh, no, but... Uh, you don't really know the the fate. He if he was still at the cafe, yeah, he's okay. fucking gone. But the okay. the bomb but we was didn't delivered explicitly to... see him die. No, no, good because I love him. <laughs> um, he's like second, I think, to Boomer. We saw the guy who blew himself up with the silver thing. We saw the silver thing around his hands when he punched that tank to death, which again was very cool. He knows what it is. He uses it, wields it. Do you know what it is? Have you known this whole time? No, no. Or it wields him. Asim has always been different. Always so very much a human, but so very much inhuman. I know I'm just saying a lot of nonsensical things about them. That's because I don't know. You know, the book I've been working on, I literally have a chapter labeled Asim, and there's not a single word written down. That's a terrible book. It's a terrible <laughs> book. <laughs> well, you could write. Punched a tank to death there. That's a really good start. That would be the first line. I'm assuming before he wasn't leaking that goo. Yeah? No, no not that I remember. We so that's new. Several times. A lot of the times we interacted, I was under the influence of something. What do you mean? Drugs, Cody. Hmm? We did a lot of drugs. Cody is... You see a very blank expression, and then Cody says... What do you mean? Anyway, a lot of times we shared together were quick and fast and Durin. intense. 
Yes. You have a you have a computer's skill that's pretty decent, right? Oh yeah. Uh pretty roll okay. Me, roll me a computer check. Yeah, sure. I'm sure there's drugs for, for androids. Oh, pretty uh twenty-five. You notice that Cody didn't seem to pick up anything that just happened. Mm-hmm. And you can probably infer that there's a child lock on Cody. Oh my god. That's interesting. That's fun. And you note that he's never smoked properly. He they're always unlit, and he's never taken a drink. He always just pauses before his lips. That's true. Uh, I will take a mental note of that. I'm not going to like share it with the class just yet. I'm just going to be like, interesting. You also imagine Cody probably does not know. Yeah, and I think I'm going to start thinking about start thinking about that for a bit. We can't worry about Asin anymore until we get off this planet. We face some tribunal in the morning. Sure, we could try to escape. But this is a village or town or community filled with so many people, and we don't know where we're going. How am I supposed to know what to do now the captain's gone you we make decisions together as a team cody we, what you want to do is equally as important as what myself and Dern want to do okay i think what you need to best remember is the captain abandoned us so we're on our own cody looks so sad at he that. had he did what he had to do you say that he said he he said not to be a hero but then he went and did it yeah yeah that's what you get Maybe the captain also knew more than he ever let on. He saved us. I think that counts for a lot. And we'll save him. There's nothing wrong with being a hero, Dern. We just have to be heroes now. Get him back. You know what? I'm more game for saving the rest of the crew. We can't think about all of that until we get off this planet. So let's take it one step at a time. We can't big picture this until we deal with the immediate threat in front of us. Okay, well... You're right. Tomorrow. We don't know what this tribunal is, but... Last time law enforcement came for us, it didn't go well. We almost died a dozen times, and no one believed us, even though I said it to at least three men. I don't think they're going to believe us anymore here, especially since we did, in fact, steal the Stellar Blade property, and I admitted to it a minute ago. Because it's true, but (laughs) that alone maybe will get us thrown in jail, even if they don't believe the other stuff. So, do we need to just escape now? Dan, can I roll a culture check? Do I know if that this is the capital or is this like an offshoot village? With your culture check before, you know that this village doesn't really have much, like no one really knows about it. And uh, this is definitely not the capital. The capital, the capital is, is on a big giant waterway, right? Yes. Cool. So this, these people probably are in Federation, so we don't need to worry about that, I hope. But they're still trying to enforce federation laws well no we were just found in their area their territory cody but they said they're trying us for crimes against the federation to clarify cody is correct they are like citizens of goa and that therefore means they're citizens of the federation they know who you guys are and are oh, taking gosh. the matters like legally upon themselves mm-hmm. well i guess we have to escape i i don't know whether we'd be better off doing that now or, or tomorrow but I, I don't know what to do. I'm not good at thinking for myself. I can only even half think right now. Cody, you um, how many escape movies have you seen? Plenty. What's your favorite one? I only can remember four movies right now. You can make up one that like doesn't exist in reality. Okay, great. Um, escape from Dublin. <laughs> it's the oh, yes. seventh in the Escape from New York series. John Carpenter Jr. Yes. You've seen it, or you've heard of it. I used to make money bootlegging movies, so I've seen a few. Cody's hype about that. If I also just rolled a 9 perception, or sorry, a 10 perception. 
uh, to see if there's a way to get out. And while I'm looking, I'm going to be like, there should be something, maybe maybe a root or, or branch hidden. Are these like earthen walls? Uh, yes. So Cody just like starts putting his like punching the wall, trying to like dig in through the earth a little bit. There should be a root or a branch or something like and 10 perception. The second you start doing that, the walls become slick, almost if the, like they're made of mud. Cody looks dejected or not. It's only 10 feet up to the edge of the pit, right? Is there like a grate over the top? There's yes, there's a metal grate. Ah, mm. OK. I just imagined a hole. Yeah, when when you said the hole, it seemed very underwhelming. I was like, can we can we not just get out? But you did mention a slot, which was also very confusing. So it's like, how is there a slot in the ten foot dirt hole? You stay in that hole. You can't come out. Okay, it's the honor system. To be fair, that would mostly work on Cody. Yeah, I know. <laughs> at least a week ago, maybe. We can hope that since they're not an official trial of the Federation, they'll go a, a little easier. Maybe actually listen to what we have to say. Maybe like in Escape from Dublin. They'll have trial by combat. Maybe. That's a good idea. Or trial by arm wrestling. That's Merrick. So will... what happened in Escape from Dublin? No, it was bare knuckle boxing. But Merrick, you would be phenomenal arm wrestling, I assume. Because I have four arms. Exactly. You're twice as good. Yeah, of course I would be. <laughs> um, Are you allowed to use two arms in arm wrestling? I have no idea. We need to clarify those rules. I have not played arm wrestling. You haven't played arm wrestling? Lie down uh, in the dirt. Excuse me. <laughs> lie down in the dirt and face me. I lie down. I also lie down. I put my elbow in the dirt and hold it out in front of me. I it's put a my game. elbow in the dirt. Okay. You you can't use anything else, and you use only your arms, and you try to put the other one all the way down into the onto the ground. A, a, t- a test of strength. Yes, using only your arms. An arm wrestle. All right. I roll yeah. a strength check against both Cody. You, both of you guys roll uh, opposing strength checks. Let's do this. <laughs> Nat one. Ten. Well, true to your assumption, Cody, uh, Merrick just fucking slams your arm to the back. And we'll never know if you let him win to bolster his confidence or if Merrick is just that good at arm wrestling or if you're just <laughs> that bad at it. <laughs> I said he would be twice as good. He was apparently ten times as good. And you guys spend the rest of the evening arm wrestling and maybe exchanging other fun games that Merrick hasn't ever heard of before. And when you guys settle in for the night, Merrick, you're the last to fall asleep and you feel where the silver liquid was and it's not there anymore. Oh, it was on my person. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> That's a bad sign. I forgot I was carrying it. Hey, do we need more evidence against us? Cause there it is. <laughs> And I will let you, the the other boys are asleep right now, and it is up to you whether you disclose that in the morning. And sure enough, you drift off to sleep, and the sun shines through the bars of the grate above the hole, and you hear a clack, and the grate opens up, and three earthen jars get thrown in, and when they shatter, a puff of dust, it like fills the hole, and everyone has to give me a fortitude save. Now, Dane, does this specifically affect constructs? You know what? That's probably not. Okay. Uh, I, it's, I, I'm not immune. I just get a bonus, presumably. Is it a disease, mind-affecting effect, poison, or sleep effect? Uh, yeah. Cool. I just get a little plus two. Yeah. Nice. Here's the thing. like Cody would just go with them anyway if, he, if they just asked nicely. 100%. Um, also, I fucked up my roll. So that – you said four? Yep. That's a 12. Okay. Seven. I rolled an 18. Ooh. So 
Merrick and Cody, or sorry, Duran and Cody, you're out cold. Merrick, you once again are the only one standing and a rope ladder is extended down in and they say, all right, tough guy, get out of here. I climb out the rope ladder. And the pit raises up on its own, pushing the ground from the bottom and it levels out and two people grab Cody and Duran and they begin dragging them and you begin getting escorted to that large building in the back of the roots. And people in the city, or the town, rather, uh, are kind of watching you, Merrick, with curiosity, and uh, there's some anger, and there's some some fear from some of the, the younger or older or, or weaker-looking uh, citizens. They don't like that you're here. The guards lead you to a set of 10-foot-tall carved wooden doors that two other guards open for you as you approach. And you enter into the actual tree, which opens up into this grand hall. The majority of the room is comprised of the roots and the trunk of the tree, and any of the gaps that exist are filled with the earthen material that the houses in the village are made of. Um, As you guys are being led in, Cody and Durin, you are both woken up with a sort of like a, a, a wafting smelling salts thing that one of the guards waves under your noses. And there is an alcove in the far back in which the the large bear sits on a throne in the middle. And then there are nine seats in front of him that are currently empty. And you are escorted to the front where there is a podium. And all along the sides, there are uh, people. And in front of the people, there are uh, small wooden boxes in front of everyone. And the bear smacks the staff on the ground three times and he says, We are now beginning the tribunal. Nine citizens of Kaya will be selected at random to be your judges. At this time, we will all close our eyes and allow those to be selected in secret. And he stomps the staff three more times and everyone closes their eyes. Do you guys close your eyes? Yeah, Cody closes his eyes. <laughs> I'll close my eyes as well. Dern will pretend to close his eyes. All right. So when you do that, Dern, um, you notice that the bear does not close his eyes. Mm-hmm. You are able to kind of like take a sneaky look around, but everyone else has their eyes closed. Even the guards who are like watching you <laughs> have their eyes closed. This is the time, boys. <laughs> I feel like you're get, you're setting us up for something, Dane. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play into it. And you hear those boxes being unlatched and opened and then closed. And the bear says, "Those who received a mask of judgment, please make your way to the front. Those that did not, please begin to leave." And you hear movement behind you. And Dern, you watch as nine people fill the seats in front of you all wearing those expressionless masks. And they sit down in front of these podiums before them. And each one of those podiums has uh, two panels. There's a red symbol and a green symbol. As they sit down, they pick up a paddle, like a square paddle that looks like almost like a ping pong paddle that looks like it would slot into one of those panels in the front. Oh my God, we're on America's Got Talent. (laughs) (laughs) And once... The bear hears everyone settle. He says, we may now open our eyes and let them guide us to truth and justice. The tribunal has been selected 
and you are now under judgment. And those of you who had your eyes closed, you now see that there are nine people sitting in those those podiums at the front with the bear sitting behind them. We have seen the atrocities you have been accused of committing aboard the cube. How do you plead? Not guilty. We deny all these charges. Well, you could explain which charges exactly we're being charged with. Atrocities is pretty broad. You are accused of terrorism. No. Nope. Of treason. No. Nope. Not of, guilty. Of theft. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll, t- <laughs> we'll take that one. Of murder. No. Not guilty. Of espionage. No. Nope. Cody couldn't even spell espionage. Hey. I'm very good at spelling, Frank. He slams the staff three times. He says, this is not a room for jokes. Do you plead the way that you've just done in truth and honesty? Yes. Yes. May I say something? This is what the tribunal is for. We only did the thievery because we were accused falsely of the other things and we're worried we might die if we didn't. So we're very sorry about that, too. What proof do you have that you were falsely accused? I turn to the others, and I believe it is on you to prove us of our guilt. We have evidence. And he presses his hand on the edge of the throne, and a screen appears. And once again, he shows uh, footage of Cody pulling out his gun and pointing it at Thimble in the crowd as they run away. And he shows the video of the reversed footage of Durin pulling out uh, the the bomb and assembling it in reverse. He shows a video of you guys handing the package to the man at the transport terminal. He shows a video of you guys breaking into the, the storage locker and fighting the drones as they shout, treason, traitors. If I may. You may. My friend here, the video was, was backwards. And before you claim it wasn't, why would he then have the disassembled bomb in his cheek pouch that you yourselves claimed would we set a bomb only to run away with it disassembled the bear thinks on this for a second and he looks at someone who is currently like manning a small computer station he says reverse the footage the technician taps for a second and the second they hit what you assume is enter it says on the screen video file corrupted and he stares at this for a moment and he looks back at you and he says There is no means of proving this either, but I would like to hear the accounts of the day from your point of view. So this all started, sir, my leash, um, what is the proper terminology? Pardon my disrespect. You will refer to me as judge. Of course, judge. Our tavern was sent on a mission to retrieve, to not even to retrieve, to inspect, to find a missing tavern, a distress call. Upon heading on that mission, we were attacked. After fending off, we found the wreckage. We found two taverns, and we found a silver liquid, which you may have found in my belongings. We returned to the cube after logging and recording what had happened. And while we were there, our captain went to the Federation to tell them our findings. And as most taverns do, we went to take out a couple of cases. And when we did... Out of the cube where there are usually hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of options. On this very day, there were three. And myself and my two compatriots here, we went about our day, any business. We did the three. 
We delivered a package for an individual on the cube. We fended off some bugged security drones, which you saw were yelling, traitor, traitor, traitor. They were set to attack almost anything that moved. And then lastly, we were to go research, to look into an incident happening below. I forget the actual case. Why did we go down there? Was it a, there, something was a, suspicious? A suspicious, suspicious package, yeah. Suspicious yeah something package. suspicious on the uh, reactor. Which is the bomb that you saw Duren take apart, trying to save the lives of the people of the cube. We were set up that day, Mr. Judge, from the very beginning. Someone wanted something from us. I don't know what happened that day that we had to take the fall for, but we did. And it's easy for a group of people who work and live in a tavern, who travel the system, who are there for a day and then gone the next to be set up for a fall. If you have any more questions about details, I know of some of the individuals that could be involved against us, but I don't know if their name would mean anything to you, Mr. Judge. I feel like it would be pertinent to let me know of all relevant information. Who is this person you think is responsible? Azen. Hmm. You are correct. I do not know the name, but we will record it in the records nonetheless. The people that hired us for the quest were Nix Taloa, I believe. And on top of that, Greg? Trag, sorry. Nix Taloa hired us to deliver the package, and then Trag hired us to fight the the... The rogue drones. Sorry. I don't mean to speak for your position, Judge, but I find it highly suspicious that you are getting these very, very cut down and edited probably in the worst possible way. Where's the rest of the context? How can it just be a quick clip like that? There's much more information there that you simply weren't given. And why weren't you given it is the question I would be asking. He leans back in his chair when you say that. And he is, we have been given most of the footage and he pull, again taps on the thing and he shows like the the full footage of the fight of you guys like arriving at the the drones and like hacking into the door and and fighting them he shows the the footage of you guys picking up the package and like moving throughout the city and talking to that suspicious character at the crossways he shows the only thing that is edited is the the reversed footage of you putting the the bomb in your mouth or taking it apart rather mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well i feel like if that kept going though you know it would show greg and frag <laughs> unshooting each other you know so i think that's what terry was getting at yes that's the only and when he tried to reverse the footage the file mm-hmm. corrupted okay which is very that's, sus the bear one uh, leans back and he says if you have no more evidence or wish to say no more regarding your case, the tribunal will make their judgment. One more thing, Mr. Judge. In this world, this galaxy we all live, good and bad things happen. I know the members of the tribunal understand that. We were set up. And the only way for us to prove this is to take some action, try to prove right from wrong. There are bad things happening at the cube and across the system. A man named Azen is very much involved. The silver liquid is dangerous, powerful, and corrupting. I know there are holes in some of the things we've said based on the video footage you were you have received. And I'm sure if we were asked for the records of the cases we took that day from the tavern, they would be long gone. But we didn't do it. We are good men. We are honest. And we have friends in danger. 
that we very much would like to save, our own family. Let us go and let us fight. What has the Federation done for you recently, please? I stare directly in the bear's eyes. And he stares back at you and he says, Then those are your final words. He, he looks at Duran and Cody. Do you have anything to add to your case? Can I roll an intelligence check to see if we're missing something? <laughs> um, I will I will say that, like, you guys have, you haven't missed anything in terms of, like, the details that you guys know. Um, okay. You've done a very good job explaining what happened. At this point, this is more a, uh, you guys using your personalities and your, this is like a personal plea moment. Can I roll a diplomacy to go with my, my, my speech? <laughs> I would love you to, please. Um, that will be a 17. Fantastic. Mr. Judge, do you have the data on the chase? Do you have videos from the chase? I believe so, yes. I would like you to go over the the data and and the video files and notice that were we meant to kill or terrorize, we would have done so. I believe you will note that I, to great detriment of my own party, swerved out of the way of a minivan full of children. I will have you note that (laughs) Despite having multiple attempts to injure or kill or maim the pursuing stalwart blades, I I believe the only person who took any kind of serious damage was one who was shot somewhat seriously, but not fatally, I I hope. The rest were punched or or thrown to float safely to the ground below. You've you've seen our weaponry. We could have inflicted more damage. Uh, I guess that's what I have to say. Why would we abstain? And he lifts his head a little bit as if to acknowledge your your final uh, plea. Um, give me a diplomacy check, please. Oh, well. Bye, boys. I mean, Man. I'm taking into account that, like, what you said has sound logic. I know. I just, like, specifically as a, like, as an android, just my social skills are not great. <laughs> um, that is a 12 minus 1 is 11. Okay. You're getting bonuses for, for your convincing speech okay uh Durin. um i have a quick question for you dan how fucked was the cube when we left it it was pretty fucked yeah right? you saw there was some like pretty solid structural damage uh mm. it wasn't in its cube shape like parts of it had been had been sort of like blown off um so there was like widespread chaos when you were leaving i urge you to look through the wreckage of our ship You will see our inventory, our own footage of us on the ship itself. You will find no plans for espionage, no plans for centrifuge. You will find that nowhere in our ship did we have the parts capable of creating the damage that happened to the cube. And he nods and he says, then we will put the tribunal to their vote. And he leans back in his chair. You will now begin the voting process and the nine people at the front who have cons- or who make up the tribunal uh, pick up their paddles and the first one slots and covers up the red symbol, leaving the green. The second covers the green, leaving the red. Third, red. Fourth, red. Fifth, green. Sixth, green. Seventh, red. Eighth, green. You are now tied. Four versus four. The final vote determines your fate. 
and the last person moves his paddle over to cover the green and then looks at Merrick and looks at Cody and Duran and slides it over the red, leaving the green, voting in your favor. And the bear leans back again and says, The tribunal has spoken. They have found you innocent. Oh my god. <laughs> I bring the boys in for a big hug. This is great. Well, I believe it will only last for this, yeah. this community, but we'll take a small victory. You are correct. This is not the full Federation trial, but we will give you an opportunity to recover, to form a plan of action, and we will not report you, as we have deemed you not responsible for the crimes aboard the cube. And suddenly someone comes running in from the back, and they circumvent around the the tribunal, and they climb up to the bear, and they whisper something in his ear, and... For the first time, he, his like stony demeanor breaks and he smiles and he says, In fact, though we find you innocent, we will still sentence you to community service. Excuse me. <laughs> I really thought you were about to say death. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> like, I thought we were just fuck? about exile to the death planet. Mm-hmm. You require a ship. We are in a unique position to require aid. As members of a tavern, this should be no strange feat for you. No unusual task. So we will make a deal. If you assist the Kaya, we will provide you with a ship. That sounds like a mighty fine deal, Mr. Judge. What's the Kaya? We are the Kaya. Oh, nice to meet you. We will assign values to the tasks that we give you. From there, you will earn credits to work towards the payment of a ship. That is how we will do business, as that is how taverns do business. You are free to wander on your own, should you find this deal not sufficient. But I will warn you that travel to the capital will be much more dangerous, and travel through the forest unguided, even dangerous still. People have set up traps all over it. We will be more than happy to accept. We thank the Kaya's wisdom, and we gladly accept. Then I will have you escorted to your first contact. Thank May you. we get our belongings back first? Yes. Um, and the tribunal stays put as the bear stands up and leaves, and you are guided out by the two guards. Outside, you are met with another guard who provides you with uh, all of your equipment, again. And it is the, the mossy Vesk who is there, and he looks at you and he says, I don't know if I trust you, but We need the help right now. But I'm watching you. If you try anything, if you try to hurt a single one of us, I will run you through and I will mount your heads upon our gate. Do you understand us? I understand. What what help do you guys need? I say in desk. Follow me. And he begins walking through the city and guiding you to a massive junkyard. Above it, there is a sign that says Roots and Bolts. I like it. <laughs> I like it. like it a lot. Um, Dane, may I? Do I have... Is it, do they give back the silver liquid? They did not. Did they ever admit to having it? They did not. I'm missing a possession. The Vesk looks at you and he says, What are you missing? A vial. He pulls out a small data pad. He taps. And he says, This is what you were recorded with. And he shows you a list of all your gear and there's nothing on 
that says anything about a vial. Shit, Mer- I drop it by the ship. Merrick, when we after we crashed, did you see if it was even on your person? No, I was too busy trying to make sure we were all right. What if it broke? What if you're, you know? Let's not assume the worst. No. You would have found glass, surely, right? You didn't find glass. You didn't, you don't have glass in your pocket or, or blood? I reached in my pocket. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't seem like... There's no evidence that it broke. It it was probably taken. Back into that after we finish this. There's only so much we can do. And the Vesk kind of grunts and says, your contact's inside. They'll help you. And he walks off. Um, entering into Roots and Bolts, you find that... It is this like massive junkyard with scraps of every kind of vehicle. There are these kind of garages made out of like natural forming roots and trees that have these like vine doors covering them. And uh, above are, are these like vine canopies that are holding parts of ships and stuff. And when you get there, you see a small a snow white uh, bunny creature with uh, black ears or tips on their ears uh, wearing these like yellow overalls. And he has sort of this like one sided goggle thing, almost like, you know, those uh, eye testers at the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's like that, but only on one side. And there's like a bunch of different lenses that can be flipped down in front. And he's kind of welding like a, a ship part together or uh, you can't really tell what he's doing, but he's he's working. Hi, friend. He stops the, the welding and he flips uh, the, the goggles off his eyes and he says, uh, hello, guys. Hi, we're here for community service. Oh, you're the you're the crash tavern. Um, well, oddly enough, and he looks at his watch, and he says it should be arriving in any minute now. It what is arriving? And you hear this groaning and creaking as the Maverick is being swung vine by vine through this canopy or what's <laughs> left of the Maverick and gets suspended overhead. The little rabbit guy looks at it. And he's like, dang, you guys really fucked this thing up, huh? I blame the yeah. pilot. <laughs> Cody turns and he's just like so offended. Um, he jumps down from like the little ladder that he was standing on. He, he takes a, a walk around and he looks at it. And he's like, I don't know, man. There's There's some pretty fucked up drift damage on here. It was the best engineering I've ever seen. Right until you destroyed the ship. Um, Cody, I hate that you're getting the hang of sarcasm. Well, gentlemen, I got good news and I got bad news. Please. Just give us the bad news. We're we're pretty much ready for anything at this point. Uh, bad news, you'll never afford to fix this. Great. Good news, I can fix this. What? You can fix this? Yeah, I, I can fix this, no problem. You're, are you saying are fix you saying or thick? thick? It's just the way I say it. I said fix a minute ago. <laughs> what? You, you definitely said fix the, a second ago. Well, maybe it's just because the guy who's making me talk keeps saying it weird because his voice is weird. <laughs> oh, God. I'm I'm confused. How can you fix it if we can never afford for it to be fixed? Well, I'm just saying that if I fix it, you won't be able to afford that I fixed it. Well, gotcha. C- can you fix it for free, friend? Yeah, I'm I'm a magical bunny that can just fix anything with no problem. This is amazing. We can get the captain, guys. That's also sarcasm, Cody. I'm gonna roll sense motive, see if I agree. That's a one. I don't I don't think it is. He's he's a magical bunny. 
Okay, well, this is charming. Um, so, um, what are you guys here for? Oh, the they're the tavern folk, right? You're here to help. Um, yes. you're gonna you're gonna want to talk to the boss man. He's he's in the back. You won't be able to miss him. Um, if you find a little vial in the wreckage, can you please put that aside for me? Maybe we should check just in case. I'm gonna, is it safe for me to quick have a quick look? Yeah, hold on. And he uh, whistles. And the vines descend the maverick to a onto the ground. Uh, I check the maverick to the vial. Uh, give me a perception check. Can I help? Yeah, everyone can roll a perception check. Yeah. That's a 17. 23. Uh, 18. Uh, nope. You do not find any vial. If you see a silver liquid in there, don't touch it, all right? Uh, okay. Cool. Where's your yeah. boss? Uh, he's at the very back. It's, like I said, hard to miss him. Thank you, Mr. Magic Bunny. I head out. Uh, what was your name? My name's Short Jack. Short Jack, thank you so much for doing all this for free. It's incredibly... I know your magic, but this is very kind. Wow, you're uh, exhausted. Walk, walk out. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Short Jack. What do I see outside? Yeah, let's go find the boss. You guys are still like in the in this like giant sort of uh, circular junkyard, and you go to the very back, um, and there's this this massive tree um, that seems to be like spreading. It is the source of like the walls and the garage and the vines and everything, and and that's all you see. Um, hello. He said, "Can't miss him." A little like branch taps you on the shoulder, Duran, and I take a look, and it like sneaks back up. And it like kind of pinches your like like your your back arm, uh, Merrick. Excuse me. And it like disappears again. And it uh, it like taps your chest, Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you look down, it like flicks your nose. Can I roll a like athletics to not be flicked? Because we so used to do this. Me and Alpha did this all the time. I'm trying. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> That's a a twenty one. Yeah, you. As as it goes up, you're able to like catch it, and you hear, mm, 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 mm. "You're a quick one." As the tree comes to life, and a face appears in it, and it looks at you, and it says, "You must be the tavern folk." I shake the branch like I'm shaking its hand. Nice to meet you. It's very nice to meet you too. You. May call me Treador. <laughs> Dan, that's the fucking best name. Nice to meet you, Treador. Hi, Treador. I'm Cody Mason Storm McLean. It's a it's a pleasure, Treador. Dorn. Merrick, nice to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you as well. So it seems that you have been serviced with helping us. And vice versa, we will help you. I sensed you would be of the useful variety, which is why I sent them to talk to patients. Is that the name of the bear? Yes. Our leader, Patience. As you say, the bear. (laughs) But in retrospect, that does come off pretty rude. I didn't mean to be rude. I also got my own name wrong a second ago, so... (laughs) There's that. Hey, it happened. I'm Cody Dalton Storm McLean. Sorry, my memory files have been a little fucked. If I do say so myself, (laughs) 
Mason fits just fine. <laughs> what? What do you need us to do? Well, as members of a tavern, surely you are no stranger to contracts. I, since your ship is currently, how do we say, fucked, completely fucked. <laughs> I will be operating as your tavern uh, panel, so to speak. I have reached out to those within the community for an assortment of jobs. You will choose to take those jobs, and depending on your level of success, we will award you credit towards a ship. Sounds good to me. That sounds like what we agreed to. Sounds fair enough. We are, we are more than willing. Well, then let's not leave this to be delayed any longer. And he kind of shimmies his branches and that sort of like real rascal branch comes back with a small tablet and hands it to uh, Merrick. All right. This is something we're used to. I start scrolling through the tablet. Um, So currently there are only three jobs. No, no. (laughs) Oh, God. No. I understand your hesitancy, considering your circumstances, but I assure you, I have vetted these myself. All right, Trudor, we'll trust you this time. I trust you completely. Um, And you look at the contracts, and there are uh, two bounties. Sorry, there's there's four quests available. There's two two bounties, one one task, and one delivery. Or the bounties. Yeah. So the bounties are, there's one called the storehouse. And when you click into it, it says residents have noted that a strange noise has been heard in the storehouse at the edge of Kaya. All right. Strange noises, storehouse for unknown causes. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um, the next one is culling the herd. It is uh, breeding season for a particularly dangerous predator known as the Goan stalker. And you are being hired to sort of thin out the herd because if too many of them gather together in a pack, they get very bold and begin attacking larger and larger settlements. So they need to thin out the numbers. On top of that, their pelts are quite rare and quite valuable. If you're able to bring back undamaged pelts, um, you will also be rewarded for that as well. Cody is pointing this one. Well, let's see what the other two are first, yeah, Cody. Um, so the other one is a task. It's uh, There's a broken water purifier outside of the village along a river that oh. has that needs to be repaired. Durin likes that one. And what is the last task? Finally, um, there is an incredibly important package that must be delivered to the other side of town with utmost care. And the contact for that is a man named Poe. I, I believe we should do a couple of quick things to make the village like us more. I like the water purifier quest myself. So I, I'd rather have a delivery that doesn't sound like a bomb. We could thin the herd. Cody just mimes punching in the air. Are there like <laughs> values added to any of these? Not specifically, but you you know that they will that they will add up like a tab towards the end, depending on how well you do these things to like use towards the purchase of a ship. Well, I meant more like are are any worth more than others? Um, no. Okay. Um, and you know, like you can take all of them. It's not a like, oh, let's do this one over this one. You can say you're going to try them. Uh, the only thing is, is like, if you spectacularly fuck one of them up, that will be reduced. Like you will take a penalty to your rewards. Fair. Cool. Well, right. what's nearest? The delivery, I would assume. 
Yes, the the one the delivery is the only one that uh, like takes place within the the walls of the the city mm-hmm. of Kaya. Right, well, I think let's... there were two votes for the water one, right? But it makes sense to do the do them by proximity. Yeah, I mean, like once you once you do the delivery, if you head out, you would be able to like do a, a, a like a step by step thing of like hitting all the ones outside of sure. the the walls. Let's, do, right, the let's do it first. All right, let's go meet a man named Poe. Hello friends, Space Jam Dane here for a quick little break. First and foremost, we hope you're enjoying the episode. Secondly, we hope you're enjoying No Rest for No Quest. We are about halfway through the month. This is our third and second to last weekly episode before we go back to our every other week schedule in March. But hopefully you guys are enjoying just sort of like getting caught up, getting submersed in the story, in the plot, in the characters. Uh, We had a lot of people say some really nice things about the flashback episode last week. Um, and I'm really proud because we were really nervous about it. So thank you very much for everyone who who said nice things about it. It, it really meant a lot to us. If you want to join uh, the conversation and reach out and, and hang out with us, um, there's a couple ways you can do it. First and foremost, you can reach out to us on social media. It's at NoQuestCast. Uh, that is both on Instagram and Twitter. We do lore posts and stuff like that. We we share little clips from the episodes. Um, but Twitter is also a great place to reach out to us and, and interact with us and ask us questions. Uh, but I think the best place to hang out with us would be to join our Discord server. Uh, we started it up a, a while ago. We've already got quite a cool community going there. It's small, but it's mighty. It's a lot of fun. The people are really, really cool. We couldn't be happier with with the people that have joined so far. Uh, So head on over to NoQuestCast.com. There's a link to join our Discord. And pop in and say hello. We'd love to see you. We are happy to answer any questions that we can, as long as they don't have spoilers. Um, There's a place where you can show off your fan art if you want to, or share theories with other people. As I've mentioned before, there are quite a few wild theories that I think a lot of people would be interested in seeing and uh, maybe dissecting or adding to it's a really good time that's all for this week friends we will see you next week and we hope you enjoy the rest of the episode take it easy All right. So you uh, make your way across the city. They let you keep the tablet so that it has like somewhat of a map of the city. And there's like a little beacon guiding you towards uh, Poe's house. And it's up this sort of like steep flight of stairs because he's in one of the tree houses attached to the incline of the roots. And uh, you once you get to the top of there, there is a sign that says uh, that's got like a heart on it. And it says P plus M. Hello, Poe. Yes, yes, come in, come in. All right. Pardon our intrusion as Merrick opens the door, or if there is a door. And when you walk in, it is um, this old, like, toad man. And he has this long white mustache and, like, a soul patch and thinning hair on the side. And he has, like, a little red cap on, like, a little flat cap on. Uh, and he's wearing, like, a cardigan. Um, and he's got a, a cane. And he's wearing these, these like, plaid tweed pants. And he shuffles towards you. He says, Ah, oh, you must be the, the tavern folk. Welcome. Come in, come in, come in. It's a pleasure to meet you, Poe. Thanks for having us in. Of course, of course. I mean, this is how we get things done, right? Now, we don't have much time. Well, I mean, we've got all the time in the world, but I assume you want to get this going. 
right? So I'll cut to the chase. I need a package. And he smiles when he says that. Delivered around town. Oh, dear. I'm I'm getting more concerned. What is the package, Poe? Hold my shotgun subtly under my jacket. Um, He says, package, uh, come on out here. And an older frog woman with this a, a, like curly white hair um, and a, a mole or a wart kind of on, the, on her chin that has a few hairs growing out of it. And this like really thick red lipstick and a purple eyeshadow uh, comes rolling out in a, a wheelchair and just completely like stone face, no expression, nothing. And she just rolls out and stops middle of the room. And he says... This is my package, my lovely, darling, beautiful, light of my life, wife, uh, Mo. I am old. She is old. And the stairs prevent us from going for our walks now that she's stuck in a wheelchair. We are currently petitioning to get a elevator or some form of, of transport for her to get out of the house, but she hasn't left in weeks. This is terrible. She loves this city, and she would like nothing more than to see it again. So I have constructed a beautiful carrying device for my wife. And he brings out what is essentially a backpack with a seat. And he would like you. I would like you to carry my wife around town and show her her favorite spots. Do what I cannot. So please, whoever thinks they can carry her the longest, please put it on your back. I'll load her on, and off you go. Poe, it would be my pleasure. Would you like to come with us? Unfortunately, these old bones, again, I would love to, but it would be too much of a strain for me, which is the reason why I need your help. Can you make it down the stairs? Because we could carry her wheelchair down, and then we'd have all of us. Yeah, it'd be very heartwarming. He thinks about that, and he says, Okay, yes, let's do that. All right. Is there anything mechanically I should know before I volunteer? Because I've already volunteered. Yeah, there will be some checks in order to carry this woman on your back. Do you have a better strength, Merrick? My strength is decent. Yours must be decent as well, right? Yeah, I've got plus three to it. Yeah, as do I. Okay, well... It's good, because I already volunteered. Sure enough, Cody, you strap it on. And it's for something that's homemade by by someone Poe's age, it is surprisingly comfortable and surprisingly secure. And Poe enlists the help of of you, Merrick, in lifting her up into the seat. Even if we got her wheelchair down, she would be too low to the ground to see most things. So this way she can see over everything. It's beautiful. And I appreciate this. Darling, love of my life, how do you like it up there? And she just again stone-faced looks down at him and looks back straight she's like and Poe's like oh she loves it I haven't seen her smile like that since our wedding day is she is she good <laughs> what do you mean she's ecstatic for all intents and purposes she hasn't moved she's just like staring blankly does anyone have medicine don't worry she's alive okay okay, okay. <laughs> I was really worried this was some kind of like ditch a corpse on the edge of town plot <laughs> You've traumatized us. I used to be a trusting android. I'm sure there are, there's a small section of, of DMs and GMs out there that is proud that I've already ruined you guys within <laughs> like five, six sessions. To be fair, you ruined us after one. I got scared when you gave us three tasks. So yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you guys make it outside. Cody, you're going to have to give me an athletics check as you walk down the stairs. All right. 
That's a 20. That's perfect. You managed to take these stairs. As if you didn't have an old frog lady on your back, you managed to to walk down without even jostling her. Um, American Duran, you help Poe down uh, with the wheelchair, and he climbs inside and he says, Darling, let's go for a walk. And um, the first stop is going to be to the gardens. Poe directs you and you guys uh, make your way through and the gardens don't seem to serve any function other than community happiness. It's not like a garden where there's like props or anything. It's just this gorgeous, uh, well curated and and taken care of spot that has these like gorgeous flowers and some that like you might never have seen before might not even be able to grow anywhere else. And uh, as you walk through, give me a perception check. All of us. Oh, it's a nat 20, son. For a total of 22. Perfect. You see that there is a flower that is currently in bloom that is drawing a huge swarm of insects. There seems to be a lot of insects over there. I feel like we should be hesitant. And Poe looks at it and he says, Oh, yes, the Caligori flower. The various insects are drawn to it because of its sweetness. As soon as it lands or a bug lands on it, it's kind of like a sticky trap. At night, it slams shut and devours them. But during the day, it is uh, a bit pesky to walk through, but it's something Mo loves. And we will walk through. Yeah, like, we're not going to say no to this. Yeah, I'm not saying no to anything. Um, You know what? I will. I'm going to sense mode of this guy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a one. I, I don't know what you were looking for, but he is just an old man trying to make his wife happy. Well, if he's fucking with us, well, if he's just trying to get us through progressively worse things till we die or make us do a crime. You broke Cody's trust, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, nope. destroyed it. He's just he's just doing what he wants for his wife. Like Duran finds this very heartwarming. He's he's very into this. So. Yeah, so does um, Cody. But Cody's also terrified. Duran, you know about insects and stuff. Anything we can do to. Why, why would I know do about you? insects? One of you guys. Merrick? Uh, life sciences, Dave? Um, that's a hot 13. This is enough to know that like none of these bugs are particularly dangerous. They're just going to get in your fucking face. And because oh. you've noticed them, uh, you have a bonus to the save as you walk through it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and the only person who needs to make the save, like it's easy enough for you guys to walk through. They're like, they're fucking annoying. But Cody, you're going to need to make a reflex save and you're going to get a plus two to this <laughs> roll. Well, if you drop Mo, this is where she dies. Um, that's going to be a 16. (laughs) You make it. You ready yourself, knowing that the bugs are there. You kind of just like take a deep breath in and just power through. And, uh, you can tell, uh, Mo is, is completely safe back there as, as Poe looks up at her and he's just like, I couldn't ask for a better chaperone. Thank you, young man. Now off to the spice market. You're both so lovely. I will do my best. I march off towards the spice market. So the center of the uh, this like crescent shaped village is this wild bazaar that has all sorts of things. And in the center is the Kaya spice market. And as you walk in, it's bustling and, and there's people everywhere and there's vendors shouting and everything. And Poe says, Mo is an excellent cook. We used to love coming down here and trying new exotic flavors. We are very, very into spicing things up, if you know what I mean, eh, Mo? <laughs> and she, again, just deadpan stares at him. And he's oh like, God. oh, you minx. Please, we have company. Cody, like, 
<laughs> this actually bums me out a little bit. <laughs> like I'm trying to stay happy for this, but I'm just like, oh my god, I'm s- it's I'm so sad right now. Do a do a sense motive. No, nope, I'm just gonna <laughs> do it for your I- idiot Android friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna. Can I do a sense motive on Mo just to see? Maybe I'm missing her like little her facial expressions that uh that poe is picking up on sure know? yeah ah uh, cool um uh, no that's a that's an eight cool yeah you have no idea what poe is talking about when he Sweet. he makes references to mo's mood okay as you guys are taking in and the spice market is actually really nice like the 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 smells and the aromas are it almost kind of like makes you forget what a horrible situation you're in and you kind of lose yourself for a second until one of the spice vendors runs up to you, Cody, and he's like, spicy pepper, spicy pepper, and blows some of it in your face. Oh, what an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> <Where are you laughs> at this? What a dick. I just got pepper spray with an old lady on my back. Uh, <laughs> you're going to have to give me a fortitude save, please. Sure. What kind of, what kind now, of market dang, is this? Does this specifically affect androids? Um, I'm going to say yes. Well, is it a disease, mind affecting effect, poison, or sleep? No, no, it's not. Uh, that's a 15, 14. Oh, man, you sure it's a 14? Unless it's a mind affecting poison, no. etc. No, it's not. Um, you. Now, Dane, mm-hmm. before this, uh, does it make me asleep, blinded, confused, cowering, dazed, dazzled, deafened, exhausted, fatigued, frightened, nauseated, panicked, shaken, sick, and staggered, stunned, or unconscious? No. God damn it. Just makes a sneeze with a uh, violent sneeze as this pepper just gets wafted into your face. You hear a thunk as the back of Moe's head hits the board. <gasps> oh! And Poe, like, so I think you guys sorry. all stop. <laughs> Poe looks at Moe and he's like, Darling, are you okay? Um, And she takes. No. What? No, don't stop. She takes two points of old person damage. I had so many what? resistances. Why are you doing this, this to us? <laughs> this um, is the meanest thing you could do. Make someone else roll. <laughs> make them help me, please. <laughs> um, but she's doing okay. She's a little rattled. No, but she's not. She just got a fucking concussion. No, she's doing okay. She's still within her healthy threshold. I mean, I imagine like an android sneeze is real strong, so it was just. We still have we still have our three times a day healing thing, right? You better get ready with that. (laughs) Um, Post says, perhaps we should we should get out of the spice market. This might have been a bad idea. I'm I'm so sorry. I I didn't know they would attack me with spice. No, Mo. Where do we need to go in the spice market? Poe looks at Mo and he says, "She's seen enough." She would like to visit the school now. Oh, Only the school. if you're sure. Only if you're sure, Poe. If there's anything she'd like to see or eat, we could grab it. Even even if she doesn't want to go further, one of us could run and get it. No, no, it's it's fine. The spice doesn't sit well with our older constitution these days. This is more of a nostalgia trip. Let's head on over to the school. And you walk uh, a little bit further uh, down and you find the school. And... Everyone give me a sense motive. As you see a group of school children uh, playing some sort of game in the schoolyard. Eight. Uh, that's a 14. Eight. <laughs> Dane, I'm getting, I'm getting more and more mad at you with this. So. 
you don't recognize this, but these kids don't see strangers often. And we're only level two, Dane. (laughs) (laughs) Do they violently punch uh, the back of your head? No, they just get really excited and start rushing towards you to see you. What would you guys like to do? Merrick, you got a trick? I'm going to intimidate them. (laughs) That's a fucking nat 20. Uh, how do you scare uh, these the children? This one intimidate. It doesn't matter. You got a net twenty. How how do you scare these kids? I guess I just go wait until they're nearly like like completely motionless until they get near, and then just like what? and like put out a finger at like almost like I'm talking to, you know, like a dog, and they just hopefully stop. Yeah, they stop dead in their tracks, and a couple of them you see the water beginning to well up in their eyes, and. All of them, like a wave, begin just crying and run away. <laughs> That's <laughs> You're out. You don't have the right temperament. Poe looks at you and he's like, The children are her favorite part of the school. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, with a net 20, maybe it would have worked out. <laughs> maybe I intimidated them into behaving very well, Dane. <laughs> um, the teacher looks at you and you see the mouth the fuck man as they all surround give me a diplomacy check i refuse to roll anymore it's not working out for me um 19 i'm gonna aid (laughs) it's a six (laughs) merrick what do you what do you like give back to them to show that like for them to understand the situation i point at any any aspect of um any aspect, sorry, of Cody that looks robotic, and I'm going to point at them and be like, he doesn't know any better. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm going to approach and, like, I'm a four, like, how many, like, there's no Kasathas around, right? There's not many of us in... Um, there's probably, like, one or two wandering around, but you're probably the, the least common of the, the races here. Uh, I'm going to start juggling balls and forearms. I'm mining or juggling punches. objects. Which was my attempt to be like, I thought they were going to attack us, but I'm failing and it just looks like maybe I'm threatening them a little. Yeah, you keep throwing punches, which isn't helping, but Duren isn't, or Merrick's check is enough. And the school teacher uh, actually recognizes Poe and and then sees uh, Mo and she leans down and she starts whispering to the kids. And the teacher like gives you a stern fucking look, Cody, (laughs) as she begins bringing the kids back over. And they're all kind of like hiding behind her and like holding onto her skirt. And she says, kids, look who's here. It's Mo, everyone's favorite retired kindergarten teacher. Cody turns around so she can like see them. And Mo sits expressionless as she looks down at the kids. And they're like, oh, she's so happy to see us. Yay, Mo! And they all start like clapping. And the teacher walks over to Mo and she says, it's so good to see you out and about again. I can't, you're you're just absolutely glowing right now. You're very lucky to have Poe. And Poe is just like beaming with pride. I, I give a very confused look to Merrick. I just smile and nod. <laughs> Children, do you happen to know a song? I know Mo here loves music. Uh, the kids are like, yeah, we'll, we'll sing her favorite song. She used to teach us all the time. And they they sing a, a jovial little tune, but it, it's just kind of like croaking. And it's just like, ur, 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 ur. but it's like, it is, it's cute that the kids are doing it. The way that kids doing weird shit is cute. And Mo 
sort of like for the first time kind of shuffles in her seat and rearranges herself. Poe is, you look at Poe and he's like on the verge of tears and he's leans over to you, Merrick. And he's like, I've never seen her so happy. You have a wonderful wife, Poe. If she was able to inspire children like this, we're more than happy to help. It's been a big day. Children, thank you. You've made my wife's day. Maybe even her year. It was a pleasure to see you. I can't wait to visit again soon. But we have to go home. We're we're tired. Uh, he begins bringing you back home. And Cody, you're faced with one last challenge. <laughs> the stairs back up. If you fall down the stairs with this woman on your back. I'm standing behind Cody. At this point, I want to. I don't. It's four hours. Um, I think I think Merrick can I, and Dern are, are gonna... aiding me. Is that what you're saying? Uh, Merrick, yeah. I think, is aiding you. So Merrick, give me an athletics check as well. Cody, you're going to give me an athletics check. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what, Cody, you're going to give me a, a constitution check. What? Why would you do that to me? Uh, it's <laughs> these are easier because they're they're stat checks. Well, I'm not going to tell you what I've rolled then. <laughs> well, you you were rolling athletics. I'm I didn't call for the roll yet, so you roll again. Well, well, if it's worse. <laughs> Well, let's... <laughs> uh, if I'm, am I being aided? I rolled uh-huh. a natural twenty. Fantastic. So I get an eight on the dice. My constitution is one. That's a nine. Uh, okay, so that's a ten with with Merrick's aid. Do we not get a plus two? What did I say? Ten. Sorry. Yes, the DC was ten for your constitution. Oh, okay. Per- I figured. Um, so yes. Hopefully, it was ten, which is why I didn't want to reroll. Um, yes, and you get an eleven. Uh, with Merrick's uh, plus two. And you feel like a huge weight as two arms are just holding the seat of the uh, of the chair or like the, the seat that uh, she's strapped into. And Duren, uh, you're helping Poe up. Yep. And when they finally get in, he, he helps you unstrap Cody and um, you guys bring the wheelchair back up. He gets her situated and he says, I cannot thank you enough. For doing this kindness, I will let Triador know that you've provided a service that could never be replicated. No, oh, we're more than happy to help, Poe. Um, your wife is a wonderful person. Very sorry I sneezed. <laughs> and we'll, we'll see about putting in a, a note to get a, a ramp installed here. Thank you. I I know they'll do it. The Kaya are a generous people. Uh, we're just... We're just so busy these days. They'll get to it when they can. I know it, but this will help tide us over until they do. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you ever need another journey, just let us know. I will make sure Cody thinks about how to interact with individuals and how to to not sneeze. And perhaps we should put cushions on the board. I feel like it wasn't really my fault, but okay. You scared a group of school children. We didn't know what was happening. (laughs) They were children, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with Cody on this one. This was just emotionally damaging to me. Poe looks at his like seat and he's like, cushions, an excellent idea. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and he begins wheeling uh, Mo in back into the, the back room. And he's like, darling, I will never get tired of seeing that radiant smile. And you guys are, are successfully completed that contract. Durant feels like this is a mystery that needs to be solved, mm. but I'm going to put it off for later. Some jobs are simple and some are hard. That's how the tavern works. 
Um, so the things you have left are the storehouse on the edge of the Kaya village, the water purifier just on the outskirts of the village, and hunting down the herd. I guess proximity, if that's what we're following, would be the storehouse. Correct. Okay. I'm game for the storehouse as well. Um, so I definitely want to do the water fil- the water purifier. I feel like I want to do the water one. Okay. Well, when we do the water one, we may as well then head out and do the herd. So we may as well just get the storehouse done first. Sure. Whatever. Um, yeah, you pretty much will be walking past the storehouse uh, on the way out. Okay. It's probably just some rats. It's just on the side of like the gates where you came in. You make your way there, and there is a small Yosoki woman who runs up to you, and she's like, "Hi there. Um, I I believe you're the tavern folk." That's us. They keep calling us that. Yeah, per- perfect. Um, so, so there's a small issue. There is a a noise in the the storeroom that, let me tell you, it should not be there. So, if you could uh, go investigate and and see what it's all about, um, that would be great because that's where all of our food and supplies are. And if we can't get in there, uh, well, we're 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 really in trouble. More than happy to help. Is there anyone in there currently? Uh, just whatever is making that ding dang racket. What does it sound like? Um, give me a perception check. It's an old 12. It's, it's, you can hear a racket, but it's, it's tough to like hear anything specific. Like something's in there for sure, but. Should we have weapons ready for this? Um, have them close at hand. This place is too peaceful to be like, oh, I have my gun out. I'm just like, all right, let's just, let's see what, let's see what's going on. So I guess I creep up to the door perception again to see if it's like right on the other side. Sure. Natural 20, so 25. Damn. Uh, Perfect. So you can hear that it's on the opposite end of the doors. It is all the way in the back. And every now and then you hear like a. And then like a crash or like the sound of wood splitting and like smushing and squishing. Weapons ready just in case, friends. Pull sniper rifle out of the bag. So now it's okay? When there's not children, yes, Cody. Could be a child. Then they're trespassing. I open the door. On the far end, you see this large creature, and it is essentially like a big furball with these really skinny arms, but these oversized hands and feet. And when you open the door, it turns around and looks at you, and it's got these big red and yellow eyes and this giant mouth with these fangs, but a tongue that's just sticking out of it. So it it's equal parts kind of terrifying and equal parts kind of goofy. I'm getting an image in my head that's just from uh, Super Mario RPG, if you know the enemy I'm talking about, that big yellow cat thing. No. Okay, never mind then. I figured it more like just a koala with a giant tongue. Uh, it's, it's much more round. Okay. And it looks around, it's like, Hello? Hello. D- does it speak common? What is it? Probably thing? not. I sign at it, and I say hello in Vesk as well. You, it does not read. It's just like, blah, 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 blah. and like it notices that it's cornered and it begins like you see its big hands getting put into fists and it's like kind of waddling back and forth. And blah, 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 blah. What what is this thing, guys? Uh, I'll roll a life sciences check. Is it something we need to be concerned about? I cannot roll a good life sciences. It's only a nine. It's got big hands. I don't put any ranks into that, so you're pretty much the only one I trust with information. Um, with a nine, the only thing you know is that this boy is called a mini-mock. I believe I heard a story once about something like this. It's called a mini-mock, but I can't remember for details. Is it aggressive? 
it, it kind of looks at you and it's getting sort of like like it's hunkering down and waddling back and forth and it's like I'm getting more and more concerned. How did you get in here, Mini Mock? Is there like a hole or I feel like if we don't do something to de-escalate, it's gonna attack. Uh, let's try to back out and see if it follows us outside the warehouse. Sure. As you take a step, it sees you retreating, and it grabs one of the barrels and just fucking whips it at you. And everyone okay. rolls for initiative. It's Donkey Kong. It's aggressive! It's aggressive! I got a 12. Okay. I got a 3. I got an 11. Uh, let's see what it gets. It's tied with you, Dern. What's your... Uh, my dex is... Uh, plus three, 16. Um, cool. Then you are going to go first. Uh, after Cody, I believe. Yeah, sorry. You're going to go before them. Gotcha, gotcha. Cody, you are the first to react. Finally, your your initiative pays <laughs> off. I rolled a six and I got a 12. <laughs> this is not even good. <laughs> but hey, I'll fucking take it. Are we hurting this thing? Yeah, threw a barrel at us. Should we try to not hurt this thing? I have no idea, Cody. <laughs> Cody says, be nice. And he, he walks up to the thing and he's going to try to use his restraining spinneret to like entangle it. Okay. What do you need to roll for that? Uh, I believe melee attack against their EAC. Okay. Um, so I rolled a 21. Uh, yeah. Cool. He's entangled. Or Okay. Yeah, hand conceals a rapid acting spinneret you can use to entangle an opponent with sticky webbing if you succeed in melee attack against their EAC. You're entangled for 1d4 rounds. All right. So then as you get close to it, because this thing is large, it does have a uh, larger threat and reach. So it's cool. going to take an attack of opportunity on you as, as you close in. Yeah, go for it. Um, that is a 24 against your KAC. Yes. Um, as you come in, it just fucking clocks you with its giant fucking fist and deals... 13 points of piercing damage to you. Holy shit. Christ. We may have to kill this Didn't he hit me? Uh, Yes, he has like spines on his like hands are covered in like these little tiny like needles. Okay. Well, this thing's awful. He's entangled for three (laughs) rounds. Um, Yes. And as you do that, you manage to like wrist slap them onto Mm -hmm. his his arm as he overextends. um, And now he is entangled. It is his turn. Um, Sorry. How long is he entangled for? Three rounds. Okay. Also, oh, Dan, I thought you said I go before yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Duran. Yes, you go. Yeah. After, especially after seeing Cody just get fucking whacked like that. Did that do, how much of that stamina did it take? Uh, 13 out of 16. Okay, man. That's mm-hmm. that hits do, real hard. I do wish I'd known about that before <laughs> trying to entangle because I probably just hit it. But that's okay. <laughs> Cody turns around like blood pouring down his face. He's like... <laughs> I don't know if option one is working. Uh, is the lady still there? Oh, no, she didn't come in with you. No, no I was wondering if she's outside, but, oh, uh, but she's she might be outside, like peeking in. Yeah, uh, I guess I'll give her a glance. I'm just like, is this supposed to be here? The, the giant monster? No, 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 not supposed okay. to be here. OK, fantastic. As I will just like take a quick sprint over to like the left side and uh, I'll take a shot at the bad boy because I'm a sniping boy. Uh, sure. Yeah, because I think at this point, especially with how hard he's hitting, I think Deadly Force is is okay. Uh, 10 against KAC. Not going to do it. Um, Mm. Your shot just kind of like 
thunks into that mass of fur and doesn't yeah. seem to phase it. Cool. It is his turn to go now. And I think he's going to charge you, Durin. Oh. Even though Cody's right there, you're the one who's like took a shot at him. Cody just kind of like gummed him up. That's fair. So, Cody, if you'd like to take your attack of opportunity on him as he leaves your threatened space. He has a bunch of minuses for being entangled, right? Yeah. Oh, I get an attack of opportunity on him? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll take that. That is a 22. Uh, yeah, that oh, hits sorry, him. 21. Yep. Uh, I'm just going to like try fucking get a fucking kidney shot as he goes by. That's going to be seven points of damage. He crumples to the ground and rolls a little bit, and he looks up at you. And his eyes are like wide and filled with tears. And he's like, and he changes his course and tears out of the, the, uh, the storeroom. Uh, Merrick, you're going to get an, actually you're flat footed, aren't you? Cause you haven't gone yet. Yeah. So he's moving at half speed. Can't run or charge. Oh, fair enough. Well then he's, he's going to like, just scramble, and he's desperately trying to to get out of the storeroom. And we'll get out of the way. he also does take minus two to his AC, just in case that ten did hit. I doubt it does, but no, 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 it doesn't. Yeah, okay, um, Merrick, it's your turn. I'll get out of the way. Uh, okay, it is Cody's turn. Actually, I'm going to step back and be frightening to try to lead him, like it'd be intimidating to try to put him toward the gate instead of back into town. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, give me an intimidation check, please. Uh, 21. Yeah, fantastic. Um, he sees you and you can t- see his, his eyes are like focused on the top of the, 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 the gate that goes around the city. So like he's going to try to exit? Yes. Okay. Good. Cool. Then I'm good. Yep. I'll put my, uh, my, I'll manifest my solo weapon into my hand just in case, but. Cool. Cody, it is your turn. Uh, I guess I'm just going to try to add to that intimidate and like step up behind him and point my shotgun at him and roar. Okay. That's a three. <laughs> um, you try to be scary, but I think you're still reeling from that hit. So you're just like, <sighs> I probably choke <laughs> on some blood a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he notices you, but he definitely like knows you're behind him and realizing in his panic, he is now surrounded uh, just adds kind of to the fear of the situation. Duran, it is your turn. Yeah. Um, if he's running for the, the gate, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop him. Let him go. You uh, see him. He, he keeps like clambering up and he gets to the gate and he, uh, or the, the, you know, the, the blog wall and he begins like scrambling over it. And he's using like a full withdrawal to, mm-hmm. uh, to just get out of there. And you just hear, like, from beyond the gate, just a... <laughs> there you go. I don't like that thing. <laughs> I, I give a thumbs up to Cody's like... I feel like it's just not Cody's day. <laughs> <laughs> Cody's having a terrible day. <laughs> I'm nervous that everything here is just going to emotionally damage us. Because <laughs> part of me wants to feel bad, but I also want to. I also think about the fact that he also did 13 points of damage to Cody. Yeah. As you guys step out of the storeroom, uh, the small Yosoki woman's like, yeah, you, di- you did it. Uh, good, good, good job. Thank, thank you so much. That, I mean, I feel like if I went in there, that thing would have tore me apart. What was that? Um, it, it looked like a mini mock to me. What? Yeah, I've heard stories, but I can't remember. Let's see how well they do. Yeah. Um. Okay. So they say, 
Um, mini mocks are, are are very territorial. Um, they once they breed and have children, it, it's kind of like all they care about. Um, so the adults protect the, the the children to the death. Sometimes um, they will do anything to make sure that they're fed and well kept and warm and safe. Uh, so really, they're just being good parents. Sometimes, um, you know, it, it's it's an inconvenience to us. You're making me feel bad, and I hate that. <laughs> I'm looking. There's no kids in this shack, is there? I assume it was the getting food part of that. Yeah, Probably. I was stealing the food to feed the kid. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> is there any food that's spoiled at this point? There, yeah. There's a ton of like barrels that have like that were were filled with like pickled fish and kind of stuff that mm-hmm. has been like hit the ground and or smushed because it stepped on it or whatever. There's also the barrel of like cabbage that it threw at you. You're good at following tracks, right, Durin? Maybe we fix this problem a little bit more permanently by by bringing the food, and it won't have a reason to come back. Oh, whatever food is out is spoiled. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, we'll leave it be. Because if we if we feed it, it's just going to be more likely to come back to the village again. Okay, it's just being a good parent. Yes, but if if it hits that hard. There's not going to be this big, strong, just but android I to defend here. Worry it'll come back if it didn't get enough food. That's... It was very scared. Yeah, you 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 gave you gave that thing a good punch, and it's not going to come back. If we feed it the stuff that it saw here, that's when I would get worried. Yeah, let it eat what it, it comes to it naturally. It should hunt. At least and hopefully, that's... us getting rid of some of the predators in a little bit will make it easier for it to hunt. Cody's sad, but he's also bleeding from the face quite a bit, so... If you wish to feed it from the uh, quote-unquote calling that we're about to perform, that's probably a little bit better than something from the storeroom. Okay. Yeah, so you guys uh, finish that, and the little Yusoki woman uh, taps a a little bit on her wrist uh, computer, and she's like... Well, I, I can't complain about the, the results of that, guys. Um, I've, I've marked it as complete with flying colors. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Um, can you point us in the way of the water filter? Yeah, yeah, of, of course. Yeah, not a problem. And as she says that, a horn blares above you at one of the guard posts above the gate. Oh, no. And one of the guards yells, we got someone at the gate. And they say, open it, open it. And the gate swings open and some of the people, some of the other guards like begin running to the front. What would you guys do? Uh, we need to see what's going we on. Need to, yeah, we need to see what, what's happening. Because this is the direction the thing fled, right? Correct. Oh, well, son yeah, of a bitch. Definitely. What did we do? <laughs> you turn the corner and I guess you're expecting the worst at this point. But what you see is not what you expected. There is a man barefooted, in tattered clothes, covered head to toe in blood. The whites of his eyes stand out even more against this crimson bath that he seems to have taken. And he staggers through the gate and he's got his hands over his ears and he's muttering to himself. Oh God. He just keeps saying, Oh God. Oh God. And he makes eye contact with you, Merrick, and he begins walking faster, almost moving directly to you. 
and he gets there and he, and he gets probably within like five feet of you and he's still he's like clutching his ears and you can tell that like his fingernails have been digging into his scalp and there's like almost torn skin on the sides of his head from where he's been like clutching his hands to his ears and he says they're coming they they killed they killed them all they killed everyone who's coming they're they're coming and and they're gonna burn the forest down and he releases his hands from his ears and you see just panic fill his eyes. He grabs onto you, Merrick, and he pulls you close and he says, they're gonna burn it to the ground. 